Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Awards. If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. This is Mesa at HTTP, mesa.weebly.com and mesa, me-sah.blogspot.com, wishing all of the X-Zone listeners a very, very Merry Christmas and a wonderful and fortunate Happy New Year. And thank you for listening to the X-Zone. Carols at the spinet, yes, we need a little Christmas, right this very minute. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio! Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Julianne Weinstein is my special guest to this hour. We're talking about... Julianne's new book entitled Flashes from the Other World. And uh, Julia joins me from Savannah, Georgia. Hey, are you in Savannah, Georgia? 
Actually, that's where I'm born. Oh, I see. That I am in San Diego. Oh, beautiful San Diego. Hey, welcome to the show, dear. Nice having you with us. Thank you. Super happy to be here. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and um, what's it like being an author these days? Oh, it, well, the writing's fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, wondering um, if people are going to move towards ebooks as much or paperback, that's another thing. I guess so, right? Yeah, uh, it's probably fun. I mean, I, I write really out, out there stories like mm-hmm. Twilight Zone meets the Three Stooges. Ooh, Anything I like from that. ghost stories to things wacky or they're in between. And I, I think I have like one foot in this realm and one foot in that realm. So what you're saying is that you're a perfect guest for this show. Absolutely. Ah. And today was most typically wacky. As I'm preparing, I'm noticing some of my paintings are slightly crooked. <laughs> and, and things are, you know, there's definitely energy out here today. Well, that's good. That's good. It's always great to have good energy when we have a guest on. I was uh, saying before we went on air that you, you know, you, you're really an energetic person. Are you always this charged? Yeah. I mean, when I'm writing, I'm in very much introverted mode. But mm-hmm. when I when I interact with the public, I usually get pretty pumped up. Well, that's great. I, I love people. Well, I have to ask you, where did your interest in the weird, strange, and bizarre come from? <laughs> I think it's something you either have or you mm-hmm. don't. I mean, as a kid, I was always, like, drawn to, like, Lost in Space, um, Twilight Zone, and, and things funny, too, like the Three Stooges. I mean, I love books like Wrinkle in Time as a kid. Uh-huh. You know, the Secret Garden, Narnia and Chronicles. I always like these things, the question of whether there's some kind of reality within our own reality, and that's just translated as an adult, you know, and as an author. Yes. All right, you and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back in two minutes. Great having you with us, Exxon Nation. Our guest this hour is Julianne Weinstein. We're going to be talking to Julianne about her book entitled Flashes from the Other World this hour and much more. Her website, www.flashesfromtheotherworld.com. And um, it's going to be an interesting hour, that I can assure you. If you'd like to give us a call, toll-free worldwide, 1-800-610-7035. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. We'll be back on the other side of this two-minute commercial break. As the Exxon continues with yours truly, Rob McConnell, from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Carols being sung 
Julianne Weinstein is our special guest this hour. We're talking about her latest book, Flashes from the Other World. Her website is flashesfromtheotherworld.com. All right, uh, Julianne, uh, you know what? You've got some very interesting characters in your book. Talking snails, magic hats, a mysterious puzzle maker. What or what inspires those characters? Well, I I sense the energy of things. So very often I see something weird or fun and I just run with it. I mean, I literally ran past the the rainbow of the snail trail. Mm-hmm. And that's where that particular story came from. The Puzzle Man. I was taking an acting class for fun. And this man, it was at a retirement home. This man walked right into the room. Um, just the perfect character out of my story. And he, you know, a crotchety older man, and he says, where's the puzzle man? <laughs> and I just had to write about him. Can you explain the title of the collections and what you mean by other world? Do you believe for existence, for example, that there's parallel dimensions, universes, or the possibility of worlds outside our solar system that we know yet to exist? All of the above. More more specifically, I I sense that, particularly as we near 2012, Mm -hmm. that the the divide between this and that is narrowing. It feels very possible to me that there's more communication, there's more activity, I mean, it's, it's not concrete, you know, by any stretch of the means. Now, you said between this and that. This, I would imagine, being this reality. But what is that? Well, that's a really good question. I mean, I, I feel that the, this is three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Um, what is that? It's, you know, I... You know, I talk to a lot of people, you know, various colleagues. I know they're in that space more. They say we're moving towards fourth and fifth dimension. What it comes to me as I can be walking down a street and feel like one foot is firmly planted on the ground and another is kind of partially not on that same ground. And I get a sense of wobbliness. A Native American I was talking to in Arizona over the weekend said it's like Jello, and I don't disagree. It feels a little bit like Jello in those moments. How much of this this uh, hype that we're experiencing as we get towards 2012 is real, and how much of it is just like I said, hype? I don't think any of us can absolutely know. I was talking to a psychic friend of mine, and she says she can't see she can't see it, but she can see really, really unbelievable things. Um, I think I want to hope that a portion is hype, like we had with the millennium. Mm-hmm. Um, I I sense it's a tremendous opportunity. And, you know, everything I know from working in business and marketing. Um, you know, never mind the the writing. <laughs> is, you know, all this change brings about so much, you know, there's opportunities, energies. Yeah, there, you know, a lot needs to change in the, the world because a lot of people need more opportunities and jobs, you know, not, not to get into politics or anything, but, you know, a lot of people need better opportunities. But, it, but it, are, are we banking too much on 
the woo-woo factor when it comes to the job situation, the financial situation, instead of dealing with the hardcore reality of it that, you know, we've got a government that is screwing up and we've got people who've become very lazy and complacent? I, I you know, I, there is that part of it. I mean, I think there's like, I, I sort of see about five sides on any one thing. So I... And yeah, we could be, I think there's a lot of energy about why is it why is it not happening in a in a good good way. Mm-hmm. And I'm an eternal optimist. I think if you look at okay, yeah, I'm not thrilled with X, Y, and Z, but how can we think about making a better horizon? And I, I think that's one of the high points of kind of in some scary zones. If we focus so much on the negativity, we're not it. it locks us up in thinking about, wow, we have this other opportunity to make these things get more fun and get more happy for people. You know, at the core of a lot of my writing, I mean, and the, and the core of me as a person, I see wonder in the world. It, it, it's my goal as a human being and as an author. You know, on a bad, people are worried about the disaster, for instance, I guarantee they can see something wonderful in the day if they just walk outside and see the sunshine and a beautiful rose or, mm-hmm. you know, share a laugh. And, yeah. on a, you know, and if they can see 10 things like that, it's all the better. What happens comes December the 22nd, 2012, and nothing changes. Nothing changes in the year 2013. Nothing changes in the year 2014. It's the same old, same old. How is this going to affect the people who are out there putting themselves right in everyone's face, professing that come December the 21st, 2012, something magnificent is going to happen. What's going to happen to the New Age movement that is behind the 2012 movement? I, I think a lot of reinvention. Um, and probably some disappointment. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. the ones that hyped it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I, I guess it's, you know, if you put all your energy in one place, it's you know, kind of locking yourself up again. You know, you need to be open to a couple different possibilities. I was wondering if you whatever could, those are. I was wondering if you I'm could wondering. explain magic realism for some of our listeners who are unfamiliar with that genre. Well, the way I perceive of it, I well, first of all, the the term originated, I I believe, I'm in Latin America, particularly with authors like Gabriela. I, I'm going to not say his name properly. Mm-hmm. The author that wrote the. Hundred Years of Solitude, as well as Elizabeth Allende, um, in, and then it's crossed, of course, over to the, the U.S. and even Japan. There's some marvelous authors that I've read from there. The way I perceive of it, if you think of science fiction as having lots of wrinkles, uh, magic realism, in my view, is reality that has a couple wrinkles. So it's slightly bent. In, in those authors and in many in, of course, my, my stories in Plastics from the Other World, you have a lot of the intangible, whether it's a ghost, grains of sand talking, a can of whipped cream, or, or even, you know, the sna- a woman becoming a snail or a mosquito. You know, there's, it's just that possibility of something kind of getting skewed a little bit. A grain of sand talking? Yeah, I, I have. I, I live by the beach, and I, I do have some phantom grains of sand talking and creating mischief. Mm-hmm. So, 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 what do you find appealing about this form of fiction? Playful. Playful. Uh, it's you know, it's like 
taking, you know, back to the grain of sand, it's like making that grain of sand colorful. You know, something isn't just what it is. So it's a genre where there's no hold barred, well, no holds barred. Whatever the author wants to implement into the fictional story, go ahead, do it. It's all part of the genre. Yeah, I mean, I think if you, in terms of science fiction, I think it gets ramped up a notch. I mean, like a recent book I read, Amy Bender, The Particular Sadness of Women, she had like a character that touched, uh, you know, t- everything they taste, mm-hmm. they can feel the emotions of people. I, I mean, and I, you know, I, 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 feel, I feel things, whether it's the energy of an object, a people, you know, a person, you know, a painting, I feel that. And so a lot of times it's something that gets washed over in the fiction. And, I, you know, I have my characters feel, you know, a, feel something with the intangible. Um, at, at the core, it's anchored in reality. But reality can be very loose. Okay, how do we anchor a grain of sand that talks in reality? <laughs> well, in that particular story, it's uh, I have a sandman instead of a snowman. Uh-huh. And I, it actually, the story originally, idea came to me from junk email. And so the character answers a junk email and shows up at, shows up on the beach expecting to see his friend, and he gets um, bewitched. So it's just, so I guess sand. I guess it's like, instead of Frosty the Snowman, it's Sandy the Sandman. Uh huh. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. See, I'm catching on. Yeah. Um. You know, though every story is short, some no longer than two or three paragraphs, they're filled with meaning and morals. What lessons, if any, do you hope the reader will take away from reading your book? Uh, to see wonder in the world and to feel a greater connection. Mm. Whether it's to, you know, I have, I have a lot of love in my stories, a lot of heartache and a lot of people reaching for a greater connection, whether it's a loved one that's here mm-hmm. or not so here, like in the other realm that we're right. talking about. What does it tell you about society where we need to read books on how to appreciate life and how to look for wonderment right in front of us? I think adults, not all adults, uh, are losing touch with that mm-hmm. playful, imaginative sense that they have as a child. Um, I think that we're everybody with, you know, moving so fast with, you know, internet, email, voicemail, all these constant interruptions. People are having a harder time concentrating. So we just need to stop and smell the roses? Yes. Gotcha. You know what? I agree with you 100%. Stand by, Julianne. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Exo Nation, Julianne Weinstein is our special guest. She's the author of Flashes from the Other World. Website is flashesfromtheotherworld.com. And Julianne and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news as we continue here in the Exxon from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, TV at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Don't forget, if you're an author, if you're a publisher, if you're a publicist, PR person, and you'd like to get into the December issue of the Media Pool publication, you still have time. Send me, send us Sam Mores an email, admin at themediapool.net. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away.
Hello, everyone. This is UFO researcher and author Preston Dennett here to wish Rob McConnell and all the listeners and viewers of the worldwide X-Zone Nation a wonderful and happy holidays. If you look around, there are so many ways to make a difference. At Capella University, our FlexPath format gives you a different way to earn your degree. Take courses at your speed. Move on whenever you're ready. Education should fit your life. Learn more at capella.edu. The General Insurance presents Shower Ballads by Shaq. And I'm gonna keep my you, cause it's the only thing I wanna do. Turns out, everyone does sound better in the shower. And it turns out, The General is a quality insurance company that's been saving people money for nearly 60 years. I just wanna keep for a great low rate and nearly 60 years of quality coverage, make the right call and go with the General. The General Auto Insurance Services, Inc. and Insurance Agency, Nashville, Tennessee. Some restrictions apply. Life can always use more Cedar Point. And right now, you can get more Cedar Point for less with the Fun Day Bundle. Each bundle saves you more than 35% on admission, parking, and dining for one low price. That means more coasters like Steel Vengeance and Millennium Force, and even more excitement with the Cedar Point Parade and Spectacular. But you better hurry because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Frosty the snowman was a jolly happy soul With a corncob pipe and a button nose And two eyes made out of coal Frosty the snowman is a fairy tale they say He was made of snow but the children know How he came to life one day there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found For when they placed it on his head he began to dance around Oh, Frosty the Snowman was alive as he could be Welcome back everyone, Julie and Weinstein is our special guest She's the author of Flashes from the Other Side Her website is Flashes from the Other Side other- Flashes from the other world. Why do I keep saying the other side? It's flashes from the other world. I think and, I should write that book too. <laughs> you know, maybe I'm channeling something here for you from someone on the other side who's saying, tell Julie to write another book. Tell Julie to write another book. <laughs> anyway, let me just get this straight. It's flashes from the other world. The website is flashesfromtheotherworld.com. Um, where did you get the title from? Uh, the title came to me for a couple different reasons. I was working on other books mm -hmm. at the time, and I kept having these other story ideas. And I also, a lot of the stories that are short are what's known as flash fiction. And the, the ideas just merged. I had a lot more fun writing the shorter pieces because they were just more whimsical. Mm -hmm. And I could just run with an idea and just see where it went. You know, when you work on a larger book, you deal with these things called plot. Uh, short stories have beginnings, middles, and ends. They're very much, you can have the tangible, very ta the intangible, very tangible in a short bite. What's your favorite, uh, favorite uh, story in Flashes from the Other World? 
Oh, it's, um, I like um, Camp Ghost a lot. Um, the Wicked Bitter Shell. And what's that about, dear? The Wicked Bitter Shell, it, it originally came to me in other email. I mean, a lot of these ideas come to me influenced by society. I had, I don't know, some junk email that said something like Bitter Shell, and I just ran with it. It's, it's actually a story um, where a character gets very upset that his girlfriend is spending all this time emailing and, you know, he he's, feels very threatened by the relationship and he, you know, starts to do some not-so-nice things on the beach with her head. And it the story gets turned on its side and he ends up becoming a ghost. Who does him in? Uh, excuse me? I said, who does him in? Because if he's alive and he ends up being a ghost, somebody has to kill him or he has he to die. He does him in. Oh. And I, it, it, it just, the story turned on its head. I was writing it one way, and all of a sudden the character, which often very ha- happens, the character says, wait, wait, it should be this way. It would be totally typical of, you know, if if he took out his revenge on her. What mm-hmm. if, what if like, she had the upper hand? Gotcha. And, you know, that's kind of a theme. I, I tend to do things like that in my writing, you know, where I think readers will think it's going to go one way, I, I trick it, you know, so people can think, think outside the box. Now, many of your stories seem to have an intimate and personal perspective. Are these stories based on your own life experiences or other people close to you? All of the above. I, I, I think, I mean, I, I feel a, 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 an attachment to what is happening, whether it's an object on an energetic level or like some, you know, some of the stories, the relationship stories, they were things I was thinking about, whether it was a friend, a family member, mm-hmm. you know, Circles of Gala, um, which is a dream, a story inspired by a dream was, um, you know, I was my, inspired by my mom and I talking about events on the calendar and planning, but it's, you know, it's kind of a, an in, a story about a dream encounter uh, with a mother-daughter story red lavender silk, the same kind of thing. I was dreaming about my grandma, who's no longer with us, and I saw this silk in the dream flying through the air, and the grandmother really wanting her granddaughter to know that she was communicating, which, you know, is a common thing I feel. My grandma is still around. It is communicating at times with me. Have you had personal experiences with the paranormal? Have you ever seen a ghost, communicated with a ghost? Yes. Tell me about it. I tend to, I think I'm what, what's known as an empath. I feel the energy. I, mm-hmm. I have seen ghosts, but I tend to feel their energy more. It'll, it'll come to me in a dream. Although I did, I remember when I used to live in Laguna Beach, there was a, a neighbor who was very sad about losing her best friend. And I kept seeing, the, the woman always wore this pink shirt, and I kept seeing her pink shirt everywhere by my friend. I finally said, look, you know, don't be so sad. She's just right behind you. Uh, and, you know, that actually gave my friends some comfort. You know, I have seen, I tend to see orbs more than the specific ghost. Like, I'll see, like, flashes of light. A lot of times I see blue lights, little tiny flashes of blue light. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll, you know, sometimes they'll come in other colors. Sometimes I will see auras. Not that often. I usually see more of the orbs. Why do you think so many people are interested in the otherworldly topics that you talk about and, and other t- authors write about these days? On the one hand, it's escapism. Mm-hmm. 
On the other, I think there's just an immense fascination with what we don't know. Do you mean? I, do you mean? I, I sense people are seeking answers at a at an unbelievable rate right now. Uh, answers about the intangible, right? You know the, what the stuff we're talking about. I mean, point. I was at a networking thing the other night, and I, you know, I'm t- I was talking, of course, about my book, uh, Flashes from the Other World, and this person I was just chit chatting with says, "Oh, you have to go talk to this medium over there," and we immediately exchanged knowledge. And she said, "Well, you know, the orbs you're seeing, they come about because." That's a communication link. When you notice that that orb is there, that means you're going to be able to communicate there. Or they just want to be noticed. It's usually one of the two. And then it's like, she said, it's like you go into this other realm where you can communicate. Why is it that not everyone can see orbs? Not everyone can see ghosts? Not everyone can have communication with the other side? Not everyone is psychic? Why is it only certain people? Well, I don't have an absolute answer. My, I, I, what's, what's your said, feeling? What's your feeling? Uh, it's just some people are grounded so much in their regular world that they can't see beyond. Um, they 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 rationalize the mystery, the magic, the wonderment of this other stuff away. I think the same people, not to generalize, but I'm going to have to just explain it. These same kind of people are also closed-minded to a lot of discussions. I mean, I think right now in our country, there's, a, you know, the U.S. or anywhere in the world, there's like five different ways you could think about any one topic. But a lot of people only want to hear one point of view. Mm-hmm. And I think this is the same kind of thing. If you're closed, If you're closed off to other possibilities... Just in a discussion, how are you going to be towards things from the other realm? You're not going to notice it. Or if you do, you're just going to keep on driving. You know, if you look, it's like the car. You're just going to keep on driving by. Where, in your opinion, or what, in your opinion, is the other realm, though? Uh, That's a really good question. I think it's a link between other existence it's a place where our you know our dearly beloved for instance are still around and are able to look after us you know in a very loving way mm-hmm. you know it's a place where of transition too i think that, you know the the higher plane you know that is, is evolved to where you know they can spirits can then move on to another life but I, I think some choose to be in both places to help their loved ones and help the planet on some level. It's a knowledge place from what I gather. It's a knowledge place, eh? all right. Uh, so those people who stick around to help us are, you know, would we say that they're in heaven, that they've gone to the other side of the light? How do we explain where they are and... Once again, why is it that only certain people make this connection and it's not, you know, the majority of people don't have encounters with those from the other side? Well, I think the majority have lost... I think that kids are very aware of these things. You know, Mm -hmm. if you think about it, a kid is playing with an imaginary friend. I think as adults, we grow out of that. 
as a society, as a people, if you will. So a certain percentage of people have simply closed off. Um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, okay. I, some people have surprised me that I know who would never talk about these things are sensing more. Mm-hmm. I, I, I know a surgeon who I would think of is very much grounded in the 3D world, not in the other realm, who, who taught, you know, who shares stories about, yeah, I, sen- I, I sense the relative that's no longer with us. So I think that on a personal level, some people that are not, able to sense other realms can, can sense their relatives more with more frequency. They might not sense the other stuff. Or, they, you know, if they see a flash of light, they're just going to rationalize it away. Okay, that was just a flash of light. You know, it's reflecting off of, you know, a Christmas ornament or something. It does, which it very well could be, or it could be something else. You know, I think as an author, I'm, or even musicians for that matter, you know, creative people, I think, are more open to inspiration from these sources. As an author, what is the hardest part about writing a book uh, that deals with the paranormal or topics that are not openly accepted by society? Uh, It's finding the anchor. I feel the more intangible that something is, whether Mm -hmm. it's a ghost or, you know, something that talks that doesn't normally talk you need something very concrete so that people can get it and you know, that's my challenge as a writer you know packaging it so that i can express where this is coming from in a, in a way that people are going to understand as far as society you know i think of the writing first and you know how is this going to reach the people second i mean at the core it's the fun of the writing and the words and the experiences of the characters you know the re- the rest mm-hmm. will happen if the message needs to get out there what happens if you have writer's block or has that ever happened to you the way i work around it is i throw words on the the computer screen or a notepad depending on what which which i'm using to write i write with all different methods mm-hmm. uh i just throw words on there random words uh, or not so random. Like, you know, I was visiting friends in the desert, and we were speculating about the 25th hour of vampires. So I just threw that word, those words on the screen, and I worked it with a current collection of mine that's, you know, in the same vein as flashes from the other world. You know, other times, writer friends and I will toss out words, you know, okay, write about Velcro and bananas or something. You know, the more uh, the more unrelated the words are, the better. Uh and that's the way I get around writer's block, just tossing something on the screen and just playing with it and seeing where it goes. You know, you mentioned vampires, and uh, once again, vampires these days are very popular, not only on television, but in the other media. And, I, and I'd like to ask you, uh, for your opinion uh, as an author, what is the fascination with vampires after all these years? Well, I, I think it's, Again, at the core, this mystery of something that's not uh, tangible and also having something that we can't have. It's like, you know, Romeo and Juliet. It's that love that can't be fully experienced. And I also think, you know, it's back to the Roman gladiators. A certain percentage of people like the gore. You know, I personally wish that there was less of a desire for people to see violence. I think there's so many other wonderful ways we can convey as 
as authors, as movie makers, that we can convey conflict, tension, and drama without being bloodthirsty. Mind you, it's hard uh, to ignore the violence in the world today with so many wars going on, with uh, the uneasy unrest in the Middle East, what's happening off the shores of Korea. You've got rioting in in uh, the United Kingdom because uh, the British government wants to raise the the amount of of uh, tuition three times what the kids are paying now, which will have a ripple effect to the housing and so on and so forth. Uh, you've got Iran, you know, or, or I should say, um, North, uh, Korea that has come out with its no. nuclear weaponry. So you know, it's it's hard to get away from what people are looking at as reality and the realistic part of life being the blood and the gore because that's what we see all the time on television even in the vampire television shows that are on uh, you can't you can't escape it i know i i, I wish for a, a happier more less bloodthirsty mm. world somehow you know but it's back to being an idealist sure you know i i think if we you know it's. I think the violence, people reflect what they see and what, you know, the story, the, the classic good versus evil. And I think that's, too, with the vampires. You know, it's always, the, there's some aspect of good versus evil within it. And, right. and romance, somehow. Hmm. Yeah, instead of a hickey on the neck, you get a bite on the neck. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I, wrote, I wrote it last night. I was working on a vampire story, although it was... You know, not bloodthirsty. You can see, you know, I, don't, I, don't, I tend not to want to put that kind of energy. I mean, of course, I have had stories with violence, but I, I, I try to work the conflict and tension in another way because I think there's enough violence in the world. All right, stand by. We've got to take another commercial break. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Exonation, Julianne Weinstein is our special guest. The name of her book is Flashes from the Other World. Her website, flashesfromtheotherworld.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Wearing her clothes, silk pantyhose 
Welcome back, everyone. Julie Ann Weinstein is our special guest. She's the author of Flashes from the Other World. Her website is flashesfromtheotherworld.com. Julie, how has your environment and upbringing colored your writing? Uh, well, I think my grandma at the core was a huge influence. Mm-hmm. She was of the generation where she had a repertoire of poems and stories that she had memorized and always had this magical twinkle in her eye. She, she's my first reader, and very. I have a lot of stories with grandma, a ghostly grandma. Uh, I, I feel our presence. Um, you know, in terms of upbringing, I have a pretty traditional family, but big, big readers and lovers of movies. So I grew up seeing a lot of things that would inspire me as a writer. And, you know, my brothers were older than me, so I had a lot of time to imagine things. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as a kid, I remember I, I could not have my closet closed. I actually still, I, I mean, cl- I could not have my closet open. I always, as a kid, I had to have it closed. I, st- I still do, because I would think the monster, as a kid that the monsters would come out. Um, now it's just a habit. I always have to have my closets closed. Um, <laughs> but I was, you know, as a kid, even sensing things. I remember... One of my childhood friends, I had a dream that she would move, and a couple days later, she told me she would move. I mean, I did not think that I was intuitive as a kid. I just thought, oh, that's really weird. Um, You know, my intuition over the past 10 years has become increasingly strong. But it's, you know, it's like static. It's Mm -hmm. on the radio station. Some days you turn it on, and it's really strong. You know, sometimes you hear a lot of static, and other times it's really clear. I mean, that's kind of the way intuition is, at least from my perspective. Hey, Julie, we've got to say so long for now. Uh, How can our listeners find out more about you, and where can they get a copy of your book? Well, my book, Flashes from the Other World, is on Amazon, both as um, paperback and Kindle. And my website, julieweinstein.com, my blog and website is flashesfromtheotherworld.com. Julie, thanks very much for joining us. To you and yours, a very Merry Christmas and a healthy, happy, spiritual, and love-filled New Year. Thank you so much, Rob. It was wonderful. Take care, dear. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Bye-bye now. ExoNation, Julianne Weinstein has been my guest. Her website, once again, is www... No, there's no www's. It's just flashesfromtheotherworld.com that's flashesfromtheotherworld.com we'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with the news at six and a half minutes past the top of the hour as we continue from our studios in Hamilton Ontario Canada my name is Rob McConnell this is the Exxon don't go away Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. And that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. Working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Kroger. Fresh for everyone.